It's time for the Plank Show with Josh Helmer and Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. Always nice to be back in studio. Not gonna lie. Welcome into the Plank Show. Yeah, to carry over from the crossover. Good morning, Josh. How are you? Good morning. Is is everything okay? I noticed you're here and your car isn't. No, I, my car's outside. Is it a, oh, okay, you must have pulled it in after I came in. It's just because when I say, did you hover in, like I came in, I, I pulled in the parking lot. It was me, Perry, and TJ. And when I came in, I set things in here, and I, don't, I think I went back and grabbed the water or something. I came back around the corner. I'm like, oh, Josh is here. Surprise. Yeah, no, you, you were here before. Me. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. It's like the, um, it's like one of the things, like, man, is someone break down the car, everything okay? And then all of a sudden, you're like, no, oh, yeah, you know. I was here. Sorry. I just assumed you meant that uh, I had a bright and smiling face. And you no. Thought, you just hovered well, in with all that enthusiasm. Well, we, I, I will say I, I would like to have either uh, assistant engineer or uh, engineer associate added to my title. I don't even know what my title is because I did fix the clock in studio. So that's that was, true. That was pretty good. And I'm about ready to reset the countdown clock. But Toby, Toby and I were talking about the show last night. I filled in on Sooner Sports Talk, Brent Venables in the, the huddle, where at the very start of the show, it's six, seven, six for the huddle, Gabe and Caleb. We start, hey, welcome everybody, and there's like an echo on our headset, and really quickly the echo stops. I'm like, oh, there you go. and everyone's kind of like making faces at you in the crowd. It's like they're pointing to their ears, and I'm like, I'm, I, I don't, this isn't my radio show. Right, because if it was my radio show, I'd be like, what? What do you need? What are you pointing at? What's wrong? Are you okay? Can you not hear us? Is that what it is? Yeah. This is like TV. Yeah, you're live. So I'm, we're live, right? It's not one of those situations where are like, hold on a second, guys. Are you okay? Like we can do here. And we're live here, but it's the, uh, the vibes There's are a, a different. There's a different vibe, right? I'm, I'm being I'm a little bit more professional maybe whenever you have the live cameras on you. Now, if I was really thinking, I would have stopped and said, Literally said, what's wrong? What are you all freaking out about? Everything okay? Hey, I'm doing a show here. You're trying to do a TV show here. You can't hear. Well, turn your hearing aid. Oh, you mean you can't hear in here. So uh, someone had texted and said, you couldn't hear you at the Rudy's PA because it was broadcasting the live mic from the LNC. <laughs> so basically, while we were up there talking and, and Gabe was giving an impassioned takedown of the officiating no one within Rudy's could hear us, oh, but all no. they could hear was this squeak, squeak, dribble, dribble, dribble <laughs> from the Lloyd Noble Center Somehow crowd. Somehow the mic. mics got mixed yeah, up. I, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, it's I've walked in there before. I've walked in there before into those studios. It's an incredible work of technological art. So I could completely see how maybe sometimes it's tough whenever you have so much going on. I mean, think about it. We did... We listen to me, Potter. The Sooner Vision on ESPN Plus crew did a coach's show in the morning that ended up getting delayed, right? Delayed an hour, which then butted right up to a women's basketball game. Yep. Which then butted right up to two more live shows, which then butted right up to and, and was going on in the middle of a basketball broadcast. I mean, that is a lot in one day. It's a Full day's work. So kudos to everyone involved. But 
It was fun. We learned a lot. And before the night was finished, you did, in fact, get audio inside? I, yeah, and in fact, everyone started cheering at one point. Everyone started cheering, and I just thought it was because, like, the TVs had popped on. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, the Bronx cheer you here is because the TVs popped on. Because they did, but then come to find out it was because not only did the TVs pop on, but they could What time was hear. that? Uh, about five minutes into the show. It oh, wasn't, so that's, yeah. yeah, that's not bad. It wasn't too terribly long. But it was long enough to where I'm sitting up there and we're just rolling. And then the next thing you know. It's a full-on panic. It's a full-on panic, right? I'm so and, sorry. And I was telling, this is, all right, don't you all be telling anyone this. I am I like to think of myself as a pretty cool customer in those situations. But there's one thing that does happen whenever there's any kind of technical issue. Yeah, I can work through it. Yeah, I can fi- I, I can handle it fine. But, Josh. I start sweating like a – I guess I can't use that analogy. I start sweating like I'm in the middle of a workout when something like that happens. It's it's like, oh, you guys can't hear it? Oh, I mean, we'll get, we'll get it. All right, I can just go on to talking. But meanwhile, just the insides are just like pouring with sweat. It's like, <laughs> so That's I'm, your nervous response. That's my nervous response is just sweat. Do you stutter? Do you stammer? Sometimes, but more, it's just sweat. I was thinking a lot about Vinny's call yesterday as we welcome you into a Tuesday edition of the Plank Show. We're in a hustle today, right? Because we only have two hours, two hours and 30 minutes. And we do allow ourselves some time to talk about other issues in college football. Like the 14 playoff tonight, any movements expected in the in the rankings? I I still think that it's intriguing to see where Oklahoma ends up because less yes the playoff hopes might be dashed, but they're still alive in the conference playoff, our conference championship game conversation. And in that, you know, you finish with three nice wins, maybe in a New Year's Day six bowl conversation, right? Sure. Especially whenever I started looking at some of the games. Some of the bowl tie-ins, I was like, ah, dates of that don't really coincide with a holiday week for me. But I don't care, man. I'll, <laughs> I'll go watch Sooner football. And that, my, my, ch- my child was born. I was at a Sooner baseball game the next day. But I just – I know none of it matters unless they play better. So every single conversation that we have about, oh, playoff rankings tonight, what's going on, everything is couched with, we got to play better. But – I've been sucked back in as well to the Spygate thing because now there's like this Ohio State element to it that I'm not even really truly sure how it became uncovered. But people that are really smart and and like are the Jay Glazers of of college football and the the Woges and the Shams of of, of college football are telling me that Ohio State is somehow involved in this at least in in being the rat and what good college petty battle what good college rivalry is it complete without some sort of claim of espionage or your greatest rival being the one who turns you in so we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show thunder won last night we'll get to that OU basketball OU women's basketball up and we'll get to that couple of dubs but I'm I'm rethinking everything with the hurry up offense I'm rethinking everything. So I just I want to throw this out and get your take on it. Because there's nothing you can do about guys going down with injuries. There's just nothing. Because I mean, I'll I'll give you let me give you a for example. 
when we were playing Cincinnati and Coach Stoops was in the booth, against Cincinnati, go back and watch, and I I think we had two guys go down quickly in two drives, and they were back on the next snap. And the third guy that went down, I was like, oh, here we go again. Well, that guy was really hurt. So I feel like a terrible person because you had two guys that went down in an effort to stop an offense, and you had a third guy that really was hurt. So I don't know what you can do except Teddy's rule, which is you can't return the entire quarter. Or maybe if you go out with an injury, you can't return that entire drive. Yeah, that's series. That series, you're out. That That's the only thing. Because any time, any time a hurry-up offense gets cooking, what What happens? And what can happen that no one can do anything about? Dropping like flies. Ooh, there's a cramp. Oh, oh, that looks painful. That looks painful. So, how do you, how do you combat that? Like, what can you do? The whole purpose. And if you, and I want to make this very clear. This is on my mind, right? This has nothing to do with Saturday or a loss to Kansas. This has everything to do with just for for Chris Plank thinking about these tempo offenses. Hey, let's see how many injuries Oklahoma State has whenever UCF, if UCF gets cooking on Saturday, right? Because UCF does it, you know? Uh, Kansas kind, kind of does, but it's a little different. But we saw Kansas is not afraid to have somebody go down. So how do you how do you combat that? What do you do? Do you have to look at it as an offensive coordinator and say, "All right, we need to reevaluate how we handled the situations here, here, and here"? Because you're seeing it on tape, right? When you're going up against someone that, if you're running a hurry up offense, their history would dictate that they're going to have guys that are injured. They're going to have guys that go down. I mean, uh, Toby and TJ were talking about it, and I was cracking up because there was a, a point. It was either. I think it was either late in third quarter, maybe in the fourth quarter, where an Oklahoma State player went down, but as soon as he saw there was a flag, magically he popped up and he was okay. Right? It's it you know, how can you police that? How big of is it something that coaches have made as much noise about as they have Advanced scouting, right, or 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 um, tampering in the portal. I like the you sit out the rest of the series, but does it then lead you to say as an offensive coordinator at all? All right, let's reevaluate X, Y, and Z at least until something is done. Especially when you see and you're watching a team that's put it on tape against Tempo offenses that their strength and conditioning guy is really struggling because they're getting a lot of cramps that are magically happening. Like, what do you do? Not just, I agree, on the rule side, there you go. I think you fixed it. But then on the um, execution side. Thank you. What do you do as a team that knows you're going to face that? Yeah, I mean, you. it can't be your end-all, be-all. It just can't. Preach. Because other teams are programmed to, until there's any sort of roadblock there, teams are programmed to, to do just that. And... Obviously, obviously, you need to pick up first downs in general. Sure, for the the tempo thing to work, which at times Oklahoma hasn't done. Right, you got to take care of the football. 
in oh. order for the the tempo thing to work, which again at times uh, Oklahoma has not done. Boy, that was Brent Venable's big thing last night. You said you got to listen a little bit. I did. Yeah, it, it was good. You you, you guys uh, Teddy did so, a great job. Teddy's so good. Um, I coach had a really good perspective slash. Well, I mean, he's the head coach of our football team. So, I mean, he's going to have a good perspective on things. But the opening segment slash statement after 24 hours, 30, at least 48 hours in this instance, right, is always the best. And I'm not going to wait till 10 a.m. We're going we're gonna to play it at 9.30 today. We're going to play it at 9.30. It was so good. But turnovers. I mean, I went – now, I went back three games – I know they beat UCF, but that's still a concerning performance. Oklahoma is number 10 in the country in turnover margin. They're plus eight. Plus eight, number 10 in the country. That's pretty good. Yeah, you you look at it and say, hey, that's good. Right. But if I told you. They're minus three in the last three games. (laughs) including, Including a game when they forced three. Yeah. They forced three turnovers. And we're and, even. And we're even. Mm-hmm. Can't happen. Not good enough. I, I know that the turnovers were the big bugaboo Saturday. And I don't I, – I saw one person that liked my analogy of how things snowball with turnovers. One person liked my weight loss analogy. It's just you got to do everything right. You got to make sure you protect everything to protect football, to keep your weight off. You do one thing wrong, and the next thing you know, the 30 pounds you lost are gone, and you've turned the football over, you know, three straight games. It is it is wild to me. I, it, it, in over-prep, so we got done with the show yesterday, and I went back, Josh, and I got in the lab, and I literally, I had poured over every note and everything possible. I, I've already read all the stinking game notes for this weekend just because I wanted to be ready for Coach's show last night. I went back, and you couldn't have – more costly, but in the same time, just random turnovers. I mean, there's only like one true clean pick in that. That's it, right? And and that would have been what the underthrown ball to Brennan Thompson, where honestly he's pressured, right? And it was a three moon rush, which basically one guy comes in late. And if and I we talked to him at Jones yesterday, and the receivers are taught not to go falling backwards like they all seem to do, but go attack the football. Right. But I'm sorry, uh, that's it. We'll talk about that later. You're talking a botched kickoff. You're talking about a snap that hit a dude in the ankles. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a snap that a running back ended up batting around that took a wild hop. That was intended uh, for the quarterback. I, allegedly, right? Right. I, I, feel how you I, I agree, I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, Gabe is like hell, but he's like, no, nah, it's just not right. I have eyes. I saw what happened there. That was. But then why would Javante Barnes turn and try and hand it back to the quarterback? I, I know. I that's, that's the part to me to where. I, I think it was intended yes. for Barnes, right? It, for Gabriel. I, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. You're right. Gabriel. But. I mean, it's just you can't even you can't even make. I guess the pick six would be a pretty regular type of of turnover, right? Yeah, the, the two interceptions the last couple of weeks. Just weird, man. Just absolutely, just absolutely weird. So 
we, we found the, ish, the issue. Now how do you fix it? That's a lot on offense here off the top of the show. That uh, seems to be the prevailing uh, negative force these last several weeks. All right, quick break. Uh, we do have player. There were player interviews last night. I saw – let's get a break, and I want to talk about the Ethan Downs cut he gave us after the game. Yeah, a bunch He's, of people were reacting to that. Sure, and, and when he said it at the time, I, I, I dropped my jaw too. But we'll talk about it next right here on the Home Sooner Fans. So I I saw this off the Kinnipamara Chevrolet text line from the 402. Turnovers. Turnovers are a problem. It's If this team eliminates turnovers or at least minimizes them, they're, we're in a little different, little different spot right now, Josh. Well, yeah. You, Captain Obvious. Probably 9-0. Cap, thank you. And, uh, uh, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. 9-0 and, and, and right in the thick of the, uh, well, college football playoff rankings tonight. So the 402 asked, how about the interview with Rame saying, well, I'll take responsibility for one but not the others. It, here's what it sounded like when Andrew Rame was asked about the snaps yesterday at practice. Uh, I'll take the blame on one of them. One of them, I, uh, I don't know, maybe let the environment get to me, heard something that shouldn't have and uh, went, but uh, shoot. Oh, no, I can't take the blame for all of them. Interesting. Yeah, right? That's weird. Boy, uh, I don't know. That's that's some interesting messaging from afterwards saying that uh, a snap was intended uh, for the quarterback, but uh, it went to the running back, and then he makes those comments there. So do you think something was mixed up then? It maybe it – Maybe Rame thought it was a, supposed to be a direct snap to the running back, but Barnes thought it was supposed to be a different play. I mean, clearly, because that's the that's the play in question, right? I oh, mean, it can't be that's the, other the only one. other bad snap, isn't it? If that I can think of. So there was a miscommunication somewhere, right? I just maybe maybe this is my personality, but I'm a big. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get a fix. I'm gonna be better at it. We're not gonna have those issues again. That's that's my personality, right? Uh, I'm not a big. Well, I mean, listen, I'm also 48 years old, and I've made enough mistakes to fill Andrew Rame's lifetime. But I also don't know what good it does where people are like, oh, well, Andrew said that wasn't his fault, so it's okay. Like, no, no, it, he was the snapper, and it was two turnovers that were on snaps. Uh, and I know nobody wants to take the – but in, in that instance, that's – you know, you, for you to say I can't take the blame on both, understand it, man, stand up for yourself. But in that same vein, you got to say, but operationally we got to be better. I mean, that's that's just what I would say. And it's funny because that's something that can't talked about every day leading up to it. You get an environment like that with an offense that goes on the clap and you got the the paddle people pounding like that. It leads me to believe that that's what happened on the, on the, the one that hit Gabriel in the leg. That is, that's some some kind of quote, right? That's awfully interesting. Right, I would say. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, number two was, uh, I don't have the cut, and there's a part of me that doesn't want to play it because I just don't want to get it repurposed too terribly much because it does sound bad. Whenever Ethan Downs, see you sent this to me. Kudos to, let's see, oh. You guys have it right here. 
Let me just. This was from I think Colton Henley found this. So this was from our post game interview. Uh -huh. here, here. What's the key now for this team to stay up? You're a leader in this locker room. What's the key to keep them focused? Keeping us together. Um, I said it earlier in the group, adversity can break a team. We're drawing closer together, and after two weeks of hard losses, and uh, it's frustrating. You know, putting in a lot of hard work. Um, we know we're getting better as a team, but when it doesn't show up on game day, it's very frustrating. So, uh, keeping everybody locked in, eliminating all the cancer is what we call it. You know, all the all the cancer in the locker room, getting that out, and uh, focusing on our goals, and focusing on becoming closer together as a team. So, just so we're clear. That's they're not. He's not talking about like an individual, and no. I think a lot of people are like, oh, who's the bad guy? That's that's how they view and that's how they phrase it, it, every issue in the locker room, right? So he's not saying it's one individual. It's a great example of headline writing, right? Oh, exactly, exactly. It, it, if you or isolation within headlines, right? Of a quote, if you were to take what he said about cancer, you're like, well, wait a second, who's the cancer in the locker room? Yeah. But really he's saying we can't let these last two couple of weeks fester in the locker room and become a cancer for, right. this, for and, this team. And then in that, as he said, as, as we call them, you know, so that's, that's, a, that's a phrasing. D different teams have different phrasings. This team is big on the um, – oh, gosh, I always screw these up. They're not anagrams, but when you have a, a series of letters that represent a saying like TGIF is thank God it's Friday or thank goodness it's Friday, whatever. Like, they're big on, you know, uh, this. that's a, that's a B-Dad. Or, you know, that's a Tinoga. <laughs> and they just have different ways in which they describe it. So, I, that's a really good find, Macy, and any guys who found that. And I appreciate you getting it out there. But, yeah, you're right. That that could get in an aggregator's hands, and that thing could go in a million different directions. Right. <laughs> and, and even when he said it, I would tell you something, man. You know, I've, I've, been, I've been burned before by things that were said, I went back and double listened to it before I sent it to Toby. Like, I'm standing, I'm like, oh, okay. All right, that's that's what he's saying. Yeah, and thank you, Guy from Parts Unknown. Acronym. Acronym. Thank you, William. William the innkeeper, first in acronym. That, uh, boy, that was going to drive me nuts if we didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, get exactly. That I, I was getting ready to Google it up. Guy from Parts Unknown said he wasn't calling a player a cancer. He was talking about Lebby. LOL, just kidding. Yes, he is kidding. Guy, stop. Guys, trying to get me in trouble. This team is here's. Uh, I don't know how much all y'all buy into the analytics world. Every, just about every single number for Oklahoma from twenty two to twenty three is improved, and it's not a, it's not a minor improvement. You know, it's a pretty significant improvement. The problem has been turnovers. And what was Oklahoma not doing through the first seven, six games of the season? Turning the football well, over. Basically the best team nationally in turnover margin. Were they not? Yeah, no, they were. They were number one. That's that's what I thought, yeah. And, and my point to, to Coach Venables last night was kind of – there's some things that, that he'll laugh at. And he goes, well, it's not really funny. I mean, it's not really funny at all. And I'll start laughing. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's not funny at all, Coach. You're right. <laughs> but he was – I'm like, hey, you're still – top 10 in the country in turnover. And he likes time. He goes, well, we were number one. We were number one. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> like, yeah, oh. a significant plummet. It's a rather substantial dip. Um, when we come back, do we answer? So we, we answered the question on Ethan Downs and his comment, and we answered 
the, explore the Andrew, the Andrew Rame remarks. Have we got to the have we got to the Jason Llewellyn stuff from yesterday? No, but probably. I mean, probably we should. What, what do you think about it? I mean, obviously he's frustrated. hasn't gotten much playing time. Injuries we know have been a problem for both he and Helms dating back to the yeah. spring. Yeah, I just I think with social media anymore, and with you would always have a certain faction of people hyping you up. You're almost always going to run into one of these a year yeah, exactly. anymore. Exactly. Especially once things start going a little bit south. Well, guess what? Then for, people are frustrated and somebody's going to say something. For those who don't know, uh, someone had made a tweet about why Stogner playing because he's not the best tight end on the roster. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. And Llewellyn had liked the tweet. And now because you can only – and then he retweeted one as well. I would imagine that he and Stogner had a, a, a rather – tough conversation yesterday and by the way by the way that's what the soul mission is there for that's what it's there for and it's and it's like that where you know a coach who's who's worried about everything with scheme and and prep and all that in these that's a petty thing to have to worry about for a team that's in the midst of a two-game losing streak and hasn't played well in three weeks are consistently well i should say to have to deal with uh a fourth string tight end liking a tweet that's taking a shot at the first string guy or retweeting it or whatever. So to me, it's handled because you're not having to deal with some issue, some stupid petty issue like that in the middle of this. So and I hope I hope it was a fun day, Caleb. <laughs> it was a fun day, Josh Norman. And yeah. Kids are going to be – young men are going to be young men sometimes. You're going to make mistakes. I, it is what it is. I would forgive and forget, okay? Everybody's to some degree a little bit greedy and in some ways for good reason, right? I mean, you believe in your ability. You believe that you can help this team. Forgive and forget. Everybody move on. I uh, just kind of give you an idea. Now, I, I'm i not saying this is what happened to Llewellyn, but one time I um, – one time, someone had sent a tweet whenever I was filling in for um, – who's the big lead guy that's with Coward now? Um, McIntosh. Macken – oh, gosh, I'm turning into Toby now. Macken, Macken Noble McIntyre. Noble uh, – Jason McIntyre. We were close. Jason, I was filling in on the show, and someone had sent a tweet, and I just was – I was on Twitter like I tend to be sometimes, and – it said, man, I am loving this show, and I liked it. And then whenever I clicked on it, it opened up, and it said, it's much better than listening to that so-and-so, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, and no. I'm just like, oh, gosh. So I quickly – I unliked it. I was like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't need that. That's, that's not what I'm – Not and here to endorse that. Literally, literally the guy who sent the tweet within seconds screenshotted me like – had screenshotted me liking. He's like, can't undo this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't see your whole tweet, dude. Jason's a good guy. But I don't – my issues that I had are probably much different than, say, that. I did not see if someone wants to send it to me what Gavin posted on Instagram. But we're not going to be in this world. I, I don't want this show to be in this in that world. I, it just – maybe I shouldn't have brought up the Llewellyn stuff. I don't – I've got kids now where I have to worry about what they're constantly doing on social media. It's a football show. I don't – you shouldn't be doing that crap because it's undercutting teammates. But in that same vein, a lot of these young men 
and and young Willem are, are very melodramatic. <laughs> All of them, most of them. So everything for a lot of these kids is like the worst thing in the world that's ever happened to them. I mean, my my daughter couldn't get her phone to sync the other night. And you literally would have thought we lost a family member with the way that things were being treated around the house, okay? You would have thought that the world was ending. I mean, just that every little thing, most, most magnified is magnified with this era of soft kids. So I, I wouldn't surprise you at all if someone went to the gram to complain about something. But if we report and if we talk and if every segment is something about that, bro, we're going to drive ourselves crazy. And I would again say I, there's a layer of good wrapped up in it. Like, sure, it's it's not it's Absolutely. not great, and it's not not what you would define as being a good teammate. But it is steeped in hey, I I can help this team. Oh, um, by the way, Curtis B, I missed this right off the top of the show. The text line's been really good, and I know we got. I promised the Brent Venables opening statement. We're a couple minutes late here, so we'll get a break. But uh, Curtis B writes. This, this shows you how phone a friend can get. Josh and Plank. Big 12 officials told a reporter that Drake stepped out of bounds before he was grabbed. That's why they didn't call P.I. This shows bull on that. Now I'm out. Now I'm on to WVU. Boomer, thanks, Curtis B. All right, let, let's go ahead. This is how phone a friend happens. <clears throat> Greg Swaim posted a screenshot and said a former Big 12 official told him that that's why the flag wasn't thrown because <laughs> he had stepped out of bounds. Because he had been interfered and shoved out of bounds. But here's the thing. It is my understanding that Oklahoma has been told that they missed that call. Yeah. It is my understanding that OU has been told they missed that call. So I, I – From the current officiating from office. The, and, and not from – and not from some dude that – and used to be a Big 12 official? I mean – most of the guys that used to be Big 12 officials are still in officiating. I mean, there's not a lot of dudes, unless you're talking to Walt Anderson, that are out of the game right now. I mean, it's not like this is some league that's been around since the 50s. But, yeah, I, it worked. He got engagement, man. Yep. I got to give him credit. You the guys, follow unfollower is back. Oh, you guys, you guys build that dude's profile up more than you could ever imagine. And it's all built on lies it's hilarious and it's and it works but yeah no curtis a current big 12 a any official would not be able to see that with their with their eyes because if you just post a screenshot of one thing you don't get the full story and it, you know sorry it's, sorry i didn't mean to get us all it's okay to that. say they missed the call and it was an impactful play, obviously, but Oklahoma wasn't good enough in a number of other areas. Right. Oh, exactly. Both it, things can be true. Both, and, and I'm sure I've seen friends of mine that are OSU fans that have gone, I was like, look at this hold at the 222 mark. It's like, yes, officials miss, and, miss calls. And that's the reality of it is you have you don't have the turnovers. You probably win the football game. You're a little bit better tackling to start the game. You win the football game. So – you can't totally live in the world of, well, look at our missed call, and then, hey, look at this missed call. I mean, it's a never-ending back and forth. Brent Venable's opening comments on the Bedlam loss next right here on The Ref. All right, we're going to go a, a skosh long here, Josh, because I want everyone to be able to, to get the gist of what Coach Venables had to say in his opening statement last night, to the, uh, I almost said to the media, on the show known as Sooner Sports Talk with Brent Venables. Wait for it. 
wait for it? Well, it's really uh, it's the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, we go through our first seven games of the season, and we, you know, turn the ball over five times. Uh, one of those five times was on a kickoff return after a big return against Tulsa. Uh, and uh, so offense had only turned the ball over four times through seven games. And the last two games, we've turned the ball over six times, five times on offense. So one of them was a pick six. So it's, you know, the, you can peel it all the way back in all different kinds of layers and all different kinds of plays and moments, whether it's a drop or it's a third down conversion or you can't get off the field on fourth down when you got to get a stop to win the game. Or, But, you, 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 you know, when you lose a, two games by a total of eight points and one of them was a pick six and you – You'd been number one in the country in turnover margin through seven games, and again, you you have a day where you you lose or back-to-back -back weeks where you lose the turnover margin. You're you're asking for it, and um, and so that's that's the number one thing. You know, when it's all said and done, um, a lot to, uh, that uh, you got to get corrected. And again, we had uh, four false start penalties, um, all on you know one different guys and. Uh, can't lose to Oklahoma, and uh, and again through the first seven games we, we we were a little more focused and didn't have the pre-snap penalties. And uh, the last two weeks we've had six false starts, and that puts the offense in a bad position. That'd be like the defense, uh, you know, you're playing at third and four, third and three all day because you didn't you're giving up a six-yard inside zone on first and ten. That's as a play caller, that's hard to get into a good rhythm. And uh, the flip side is if it's second and 10 or at second and 15, you know, we, we had several drives that we, we did a great job of moving the ball and getting in the plus side of the field. And and then, again, it was just, you know, we had a bad snap and uh, turned it over. and Or we had a, again, at second and 10, now at second and 15, uh, we had a, you know, the right before half, and we have a chance to, to go in with the lead. And we have a big drop. It's a to walk-in touchdown. and. So you're doing all these things right to get to that position, and then you, you know, we lose a little bit of focus and the fundamentals that got to go with the effort, and uh, it's not any one thing. We had a late in the game there, uh, second to last drive of the game. Uh, I believe it's a second down play. We got a really well designed uh, boot throwback uh, with the back wheels out of the backfield, and he's covered, uh, which we thought would, but we have a drain. Uh, where Stogner's coming back, he's wide open. It's a it's a walk-in uh, touchdown, but we gave up a little bit of pressure by the backside defensive end, and the quarterback got to duck up, and he can't find him, and and it's a walk-in touchdown. You can't you when uh, you're losing a turnover battle, you can't combine that with these other you know miscues like a dropped touchdown. <laughs> You got a well-designed play. We beat the guy off the line. Uh, you, the, those aren't just going to happen. Well, hey, we'll just get that next drive. Those, those opportunities don't just come and go all day, all game long. And so this is a game of 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 doing in the moment. And and I'm not even talking about where the coaches. We got to be better too. There's there's plenty of that, but I'm just talking about the ones that are just um, uh, real layups. And uh, you know, or again, we got we got Drake. You know, and he. He gets kind of knocked out of bounds there, and uh, we don't get that play. And and uh, but there's several of those um, types of uh, miscues. But the number one thing is turnover margin, and we were so good for uh, the first part of the season, and 
in these last two games. Um, we've been on the wrong side of it. And again, you're you're talking about the margin for error isn't much. And again, that's you know eight points between the two games. It, it shows you how good you've been in the turnover margin. You're still number ten in the country. Yeah, with, so with we were number one. We right. go to ten. <laughs> and again, I I look at you know the defensive side where you know early in the game they I thought they had us on our heels, but I look at each one of their first couple of drives where we, we, we've got, if you said, what are they going to run? Well, they're going to run the mesh. Well, let's call this. And where we worked it several times in a week, and and we just, they did a good job of executing, and we, we were just a little bit off. And, and what happens is they execute that third down. To me, what we should be off the field, and now they don't go down and create field position and points and everything else. The flip side of that, they do go down and create momentum, juice, um, it can kind of shake your confidence, and they get points. And uh, we gift-wrapped a couple, and we got that settled it, uh, up. I think they went one of 11 after the first couple of drives That's on right. third down the rest of the day. I think they were one of four on fourth downs. They were 0 for uh, two on uh, – or they were 0 for uh, – actually, we turned the ball over uh, three times on, on downs. And, and, again, they – against Kansas – you know, the turnover margin was 13 for Kansas and 13 uh, for Oklahoma as far as points off turnovers. And this last week it was 10 to nothing. Uh, you know, they got 10 points off of turnovers and we didn't get any. And, and then you take that 10 points and divide it between those two games, we lost by a total of eight. And so it's not very complicated. A lot of people want to – again, I get it too. Everyone wants to blame here and blame there. And, you know, fire everybody and and demote the players and like I'm like I said I don't I don't I don't I don't mind that crazy world and you're in a place that you're uh, in a sport you're going to be judged that's okay you're in a petri dish that's again that's that comes with it I don't I don't mind that when I want to make sure that we all have the right perspective and again again we got to continue to improve and get better. And uh, but you're you know when you when you get opportunities to make plays if if you got the a great blitz dialed up and there's a contained player and then there's a an underneath B gap player you know you need the B gap player to be there and then you're the contained player there if you go there and faint and the quarterback runs around you because you fainted you know you're gonna have to you're gonna pay a price and it's not that the guy didn't try or you know, the coach sucked you know you also have to execute you know you have to execute. You know, the calls, and we suck plenty, you know, uh, as coaches. I mean, that, that's every game. You know what? Texas, we did too. But we, we didn't turn the ball over. You know, we, we, we weren't, uh, uh, you know, we weren't on the wrong side from a penalty standpoint. And we, you know, when we had them put a drive together, we did all the little things right within the drive. And when we had to get a stop, we got a stop and forced a field goal. And that's football. That's the game. And, you know, it's easy to, to – I think it's a lazy narrative to, you know, to you know, take that list and go down. That doesn't say that there's not, you know, ownership and responsibility. And that's for us to, you know, have a chance to, to win ten games and have a heck of a season, not uh, a perfect season, but a heck of a season. I mean, we're going to have to improve. Uh, you have to take ownership uh, of the bad and your responsibility. You, everybody's got a job to do. You know, the players, they got to do their one of 11. The coaches got to do a good job of putting them in position to be successful. And, uh, again, we've got to coach them. And, and to me, I told the coaches this morning, you know, if if it's on tape, then we coached it or allowed it. So, Yeah. 
More from BV coming up after the top right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we're just getting started with our Sooner Sports Talk with Brent Venables recap from last night. More to come after the top of the hour. I, I We were getting a little bit late. There's more to that. Um, obviously, the cut that made the rounds last night was the Rolodex of better plays in that fourth down situation. Yeah, do you have that? I'd like yeah, to hear well, the, I want to hear the context of it. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the program. Oh, they, a lot of context to it. Kind of thrown out there. Yeah, well, that's it's not like that's an I interesting said, remark. Not like I said, Coach, where do you stand on that play call on fourth down? <laughs> there wasn't anything like that. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways and directions I think you can go with that comment. It's been a really good day on the Meyer Chevrolet text line. Let's hit some of those when we come back. But I like this from the 918 to wrap hour one, which has been brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. First time texter here. Thank you for finding the show, first timer. Good morning to you. Social media isn't helpful, guys, for football or real life. If it, it's a kids, it's a kids game of gossip on steroids, and everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. Everybody has an eye for a gotcha moment, or to try to point a finger. Kids game of gossip on steroids. Maybe the greatest explanation of social media in the history of ever. And the people that get caught up in it the most are adults. Oh, and people that have political takes. I jumped on Facebook last night, Josh. Holy smokes. It is the season. Tis the season. All right. More from Coach next.